have all experienced loss of the people we love. This is a sensitive subject, but talking it out gives some comfort. Welcome to a new episode of Free Talk. This is Aya. And this is Shani. We are truly thankful to those who are joining our podcast and sharing their thoughts on what they connected with and giving us encouragement to continue this journey. We have a new episode every Monday on all podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Please subscribe, like, share with others, rate, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at freetalk.ca. Loss is one of those human experiences we share and should not be afraid to talk about. There's no right or wrong way to get through a loss, but don't be afraid to ask for help or be able to help somebody in the same situation. Today, we are talking about the loss of another person due to leaving this world. In my case, I've had some family members that have passed and some I I was very close to and others not so much. So I had different reactions to each person. In my life, um, loss was in my family was due to my aunt. Um, I guess I've, I've lost before that, but the ones that resonate with me are my aunt, my mom's sister, the one before her, because um, there's six of them and she was the fifth one. So they grew up basically as twins because I say year, but they were actually like maybe 11 months apart. And um, because we, I knew her from back home because she was, you know, there from St. Vincent. I, we used to go, you know, visit back home and everything. And so I knew my aunt from a very young age. And then she was, um, she, I guess there's this lottery. The, the islands have this thing where you join a lottery, you get picked, you come to Canada, US, wherever, wherever they pick you to go to, right? So my mom was picked to come to Canada and my aunt happened to come to Canada, but Canada wouldn't accept her and her six kids to come here. So she was able to transfer to the U.S. So when she was transferred to the U.S., we were at, at the age of five. That was it. Every holiday, every chance we got, we were in the States, you know. So that's how strong it was um, at then. And when she basically died, a base, I think it was like, it's, next month will be the 20 years. And I just happened to not be living in Montreal at the time. I was living in Ottawa. And when I got the call, it was devastating. I actually thought they were joking because Auntie Augusta is a nurse. She knows how to take care of herself. And the way she died was just, it was just bizarre. She died from um, a blood clot to the brain, which brought on a heart attack. But the thing is, when she came home from a vacation which my mom went on vacation with her that time it's just my mom came home um, a bit earlier uh, and then she came home two days later to the states and she's had a headache the whole weekend i was like auntie go get a you know aspirin whatever she goes yeah but nobody has aspirins i'm like okay just have somebody go get the you know some aspirin for you from the store didn't hear from her for two days but apparently it just, it happened that she was getting ready to go to the doctor because she couldn't take it anymore. 
and she died literally at the top of the stairs and it brought on a heart attack. So there was no coming back from that. So when my, my mom called me in Ottawa, it, I was like, whatever. But then I heard, I should, I should take that back. It wasn't actually my mom. It was, um, a tenant to my mom because my mom had a, a triplex. That's how close they were. They would call each other for no reason, any time of the day, two o'clock, three o'clock at night. It, it was just, it was just bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's a nice relationship that they had. Yeah. The fact they that they could do that. Twins. Mm. My mom used to say they were twins because the way they reacted to each other, you know what I mean? My first encounter was at a very young age, um, and it was my oldest brother. Since I was very young, I didn't understand everything that was going on. So all that I remember is going to the gravesite and seeing a lot of people crying. And But I didn't get to see anything else. I think we were too young, so we were there so that the family's there. Mm-hmm. But either I didn't see his body or anything, maybe they didn't let us see it, or I absolutely forgot it because I really, I just remember being at the gravesite. So that was my first encounter that I can remember with death. So it wasn't something that shook me because I didn't know what was going on. But the the next one I remember is my grandmother on my mom's side. And that one affected me a lot because where we lived in Trinidad, literally we had to come out of the hole, go up the street and then go a different hole to reach where my grandmother is. Mm-hmm. And all of the grandkids were always there. We were there <laughs> too often, if, if you could say <laughs> yeah. that. Like we were always there with my grandmother and, and grandfather. Yeah. No. So, so when she uh, passed, it's like where do we go now like we still went there because my aunt uh, um lived there but it's just that we always went there and we saw granny so it was just a very strange feeling not to see her there anymore not to like you hear a lot of people say that old people have a scent she had a scent and it was no longer there and it was just strange not to to see that or feel that or, or or anything like that so i actually felt that was the first time i felt something really missing when um my grandma passed you're right because and i find and i think i touched on this on our last podcast that it it's something that you're familiar with you can you can always touch it you can always access it you know now you can't access it so yes it was um it was a little bit difficult loss is something you have to deal with but you're surrounded by the people you know and you're embraced that's one thing i really realized with my aunt is that we were embraced through this whole thing and even though i i'm not gonna lie to you i never saw her in the casket when they had her in the church never saw her in the casket dealing with loss is different for everyone depending on their emotions. It's not black and white, and everyone can grieve in their own way without judgment. I wanted to look over some ways of dealing with loss and some misbeliefs that people may have. First, 
you must acknowledge the pain you feel. Someone who was once part of your life is gone. Whatever you feel is normal. It is. It really is. It's just that it's weird. It's so weird. And, and I'm like saying for my aunt, because I'm conscious of my aunt right now, but 20 years later, it still feels like it was yesterday. You know, It's just that the pain is a little bit dulled. And then five years after she died, her son, her other son died. And he was my confidant. So it was just another layer on top of layer. And it's, it's, it's been a process. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a process. And you learn to make it, like you said, you're normal. And it can, any day it can trigger an emotion that you, you remember, you felt, whatever. Even when I was, you know, having Samara, I wanted to name Samara after him. Just, just make sure that he's always remembered. So I have stuff from his house because we were allowed to take a little bit of stuff from his house. So I have one of his lamps that I loved when I was in his house and he always told me I could have it. I was able to get it. So I was forever grateful for that. And it helps. It brings happy memories. It brings now, especially now, because for him, it's 15 years later. It brings happy memories and knowing that, um, also that you were loved, you know what I mean? Yeah, I really um, feel that when you lose someone, everyone will go through it very differently. So whatever you're feeling, like it's not gonna be like everyone else's, so it's normal. If you feel numb, that's normal. If you feel sadness, anger, whatever you feel is normal because everyone will definitely go through it in a different way, especially if it's someone that you were close to. So you were touching on it, but I would say the second one is know that this loss can trigger a lot of unexpected emotions at any time, regardless if it was right when it happened, like you said, years later, it could come up at any time. And I have definitely felt this a lot when it comes to my stepmom. Even though she's been gone for a while, there are some days, some days that um, I would be reading something, looking at a picture, or n absolutely nothing to do with her, and then it still triggers an emotion, and then I'm like, oh, I miss her, or if she were here, and that could happen at any time. And that's so true, because even when I, there was a, a period of time where, you know, I wasn't even thinking about it. And then my uh, a friend of ours had her son and called him Elliot. I'm like, that's the name I wanted to name Samara. But I'm like, okay, it's a boy's name. I don't want her to go through ridicule, whatever. And then our friend had her son called Elliot. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> All around you, yeah. It was, you know what I said? And the reason why it touched me so much is because he named one of his daughters Shani. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was just like, okay, we're going to leave it alone. <laughs> um, my, my mom's sister's family, um, that, that family in, in the U.S. was the closest to us. Everybody was in Europe or in, um, back in, in St. Vincent. So they were closest to us. So that's why maybe we felt the 
the pain the yeah exactly you know that in that moment i was like oh my god i regret not naming her elliot you know no she was supposed to be named samara but yeah. i get that you'd want to keep his memory close yeah. to you yeah yeah also your grieving process will be unique to you you'll get a lot of advice on what will happen and it will happen maybe not the same way for everyone but i believe that whatever process you go through is for you and yes for me i, I took it as you take it as an advice so you know what to maybe you're going to go through the process and you're like oh maybe okay maybe i should calm myself down at this point in time you know get myself back in order and then try and deal with whatever you need to deal with in the present time but at least i don't i don't i never ever dissuade any any comments or any suggestions but it's just to know that people are there for you they have their advice great but it's for you to use as you as you go through the different stages of your your grief people will give you a lot of advice because obviously they've been through it already but you may not go through exactly what they went through, not even in the order they, they went through it. It's just that at least with the advice, you get an idea of what may come your way. You'll never be prepared, but you're at least like, okay, I understand why I feel this, this sinking feeling or mm -hmm. why this is taking as long as it's taking. So it's great to have advice, but at the end of the day, you will feel what you feel and you will go through it the way you need to go through it. The advice I like that people give, um, obviously, is towards the end. What is possible to get, uh, not even get out of it, but just get through it. Mm -hmm. But the beginning parts of it, your grief will be yours. There's yeah. no way anyone is going to feel the way you feel because it depends on the relationship you had with the person. Exactly. I would say that the people you love will always be there for you. So don't be afraid to ever reach out from for anybody sorry not from obviously for anybody because like like you said there's a different stage to everything and depending on your stage and how you're connected with the person maybe they can help you you need that you need that you really really do and it might not be your mom you might not be your brother you might not be your dad it can be somebody even way external from that and it's it's good to to check in with people and and um tell them how you're feeling and i understand some people don't give you the response you want because i've had that as well but don't i would say don't do it in anger do it more in process okay she didn't understand what i said i need to talk to somebody else who is the most person sometimes it could be a stranger going through therapy whatever it is that you need to get you through this process you need to do that's it that's all i can understand this one because we've all been through great loss and you shouldn't be afraid to reach out to people i'm one of those people that try to process everything on my own so it's not that i stew or i'm in complete sadness but i I feel like I need to wait because I need to handle whatever I have to handle and then give myself time alone to grieve. But I have understood that 
yes, it's good to reach out. And I'm happy what you said about it doesn't necessarily have to be your family. Because in some cases, if you're going through loss with your family, sometimes everyone else is so enwrapped in their own uh, sadness that they forget about you, not out of spite, but they forget about you and they're licking their own wounds. So you don't feel like you could reach out to your family. So if you are blessed with even one good friend, reach out to that person. Um, like you said, if you need to go see a professional, that is there too. But reaching out and talking about it is very essential to get you through it in order to function. So reach out to someone. Doesn't have to be family, but someone. Exactly. So I would say the next one is take care of you and don't fall into a pit. And this one is hard, but very essential. Mm -hmm. depending on your relationship with the person, like we've said, it's a constant that's removed from you. So the person you would go to, the person you would talk to, the person that you love is no longer there. So it's very easy to fall into a place where you feel nothing is worth it. Nothing can bring a sunny day. Nothing is great. And you just keep going down and down and down with your sorrow with everything that's happening but you have to take care of yourself and get yourself out of that moment i'm not saying you can't fall into it because obviously depending on your relationship that person may have been your everything but you have to find ways to get out of it slowly but surely and that's why having people around you helps so much because then you see the light at the end of the tunnel it's true. It's very true. Because I know when my mom went through the process of losing her sister, she was alone. Like I said, I, me and my brother were living in Ottawa. Actually, we were living together in Ottawa. So she didn't really, ha I mean, she had my little brother, but he was like really, really young. Um, like two, I think he was two at the time. So she didn't really, I mean, she had the cousins, she had the other family, but she didn't have us. And that's what she wanted, you know what I mean? So, but eventually, I, I think it was a bit, maybe a year later, I moved back in. And then that's when you started seeing the difference because before she was talking about, I want to go, you know how the West Indian women are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm next to go. <laughs> I'm like, you need to stop. You need to stop. <laughs> That is so true. And I, I don't know what to do with that. I hear that so much whenever something happens, They're like, get your black dress ready. Mm -hmm. I next. And I'm just like, oh, you know, you guys need to stop. Please stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she eventually did stop and she, you know, got into her, her back into her life. So far, so good. <laughs> She's good. doing something else right now, but so far, mm -hmm. so good. You know, being in the 20th, anniversary and we can't go anywhere we can't celebrate her because we can't go to new york or anything like that because she's buried in new york it's it's kind of tolling on her but you know it's again it's another process we have to go through exactly the misbeliefs people can have is that if you don't think about it it'll go away yeah that's usually me that's usually me. I'm sorry. I usually like to extend everything from my brain. <laughs> That's how I process the first part. <laughs> then I bring it in, but I bring it in slowly. 
and then examine it. And then, you know me, I can examine it for months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I move on. Some things are easier to go through. Some things are not. But um, those two deaths have been still weighing on us. I get why people would go there. Because if you don't think about it, you're like, ah, eventually I'll stop thinking about it. I'm not that type of person. If I think about it, you know, I have to do what I can to get through it. And hopefully I'll process it good enough so that I can function normally. But in certain circumstances, yes, sometimes I feel I, I get why you would not think about it just so you're not distracted by it. But I think what I do instead is I would think about it and then I would find something to occupy my time so I don't think on it too long. I think that's what it is for me. Yeah. So another um, situation is that people always say, be strong. And for me, <laughs> this one is is very real. I'm sure for a lot of people, that is my mantra not because i chose it but because it's just been i guess put on me so i'm the type of person i want to make sure that everyone around me is okay so i feel like through that i i have to be strong because if everyone breaks down and i break down how is anything going to get done yeah so it's best that i keep it together be strong, help everyone through it. And then later on, I'll have my moment to grieve. And that again, brings you back to, you should reach out. I'll have my grieving alone. And then I'll talk to everyone later about, you know, the memories and everything like that to get through it. But being strong is something I've had to do uh, most of my adult life. So it's, it's not, it's just what, what it is for me. No, I, I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. I've had to do it through my childhood and a bit of my adult life, a lot of my adult life as well, um, until recently. I've realized, like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. It's too much. I think we have to learn to reach out a little bit sooner and not be afraid, especially as Black people when we have our pride. <laughs> but it's we, I, I think we need to reach out a little bit sooner in life because um, it does affect you as you go on. And I don't, I mean, like I said, I did it a little bit earlier than you maybe, but as you grow older, I'm like, I'm realizing I don't want to have this burden on myself. I don't, I really, really don't. I want to be able to reach out for, to people a little bit more often and I want people to be more receptive. The only thing is you have to, know who to be receptive with that's the only issue i would say because some people you thought you were receptive to can break down especially from the earlier um part of my life can break down so it it, it is good to to know who you're talking to who you're receptive with who you're communicating with whatever scenario you want to put it in um because doing it 30 years later is is not is not healthy either you know what i mean so for you i learned to open up a little bit more and communicate a little bit more 
obviously because you know you have a child so you have to open up and communicate a little bit more so that helped me um, in my process and i think you shouldn't have to wait nobody should have to wait to that it should be normal i guess for lack of a better word it should be normal to know that there are people standing by you that's what we hope for the future yeah. that um if people learn a better way of being receptive then it's easier for people to be open with them um the next one i got from a lot of people i was actually surprised but it the misconception is grieving should only last about a year and yeah here's the thing i know obviously it's not but it's just that a lot of people um through their experience and through what they've heard they believe that a year after the person is gone, you have grown into a new habit of them not being there, which means you are then able to cope without them. So in the, in the mind frame of your habit has changed of always going to see that person, calling that person, be with that person, I understand what they're saying. But obviously, I do not believe that grieving in itself would last a year. For some people, it lasts a lifetime. But it doesn't mean the fullness of grieving is what is going through their lives. The memories can take shape after, and that just goes with you. So I get it. The habits, a habit after a year, you're, you know, you're going to feel the change. But the grieving process can go on much longer. Oh, so much longer. And it doesn't even have to be, it could be loss of a person, it can be just loss of relationship, it can be loss of, I don't know, whatever loss you've gone through. And depending on how each, as we named them, how each goes through, how you go through each, um, sorry, process, yes, it can take years. So it makes no sense for you to think that somebody's going to be over especially a death in a year. No, no, no. Sorry. It's 20, like I said, 20 years later and it feels like yesterday. So it's impossible. It's impossible after one year. It's okay. You're Superman. I love Superman, but you're Superman or Superwoman, whichever one. Love her too, by the way. You need to go through these stages and literally identify with them literally identify with each stage you're in because sometimes i'm like why am i feeling this way what is what am i like i don't understand why i'm acting this way why i'm always screaming and shouting or maybe i'm why am i silent all the time but you have to identify with each stage and then that's how you're able to move on I, that's how I've been able to do it anyways. I've, it was, I don't know, maybe it could be years later, I identified with how I went through the, uh, one stage. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm in this stage. <sighs> Let me talk, get through it, and move on. And then I move on to the next stage. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. Yeah. And there's no time limit on each stage of mm-hmm. grief. So be in it as long as you need to. Mm-hmm. But again, I'll go back. Do not go down that pit. 
and it can be endless. You have to get out of it. But yes, each stage can take you a different time to anyone. So don't be afraid to live in it because once you reach the final stage, you have reached where you needed to, where you can enjoy your life, go on with your life and keep the memories. And, and that's what's important is the memories. The memories are important. You need to process them and deal with them. And in the end, enjoy them. Remember that, you know, it was enjoyable what you went through. There's so many ways to cope and get through loss. I just don't want anybody to be afraid. I know there's other communities as well, ethics, that have their, their way of dealing with things and they're scared to reach out to uh, extra support, outside support. You, if you can't find the support within your family, don't be afraid to reach out for external support. This can be so great as a help. I've done it. Samar has done it. And at one point in our family, um, when I was younger, we did it. And it does help. It's good to be able to unburden yourself, to release that extra thing that's on your chest. I think it's freeing at certain points. Obviously, there's always going to be issues. So if you need to constantly do it, then constantly do it. Don't be afraid. You can join a support group or talk to a therapist or a grief counselor. This can really help in any factors of your life. But with grief, it's very necessary for you to have support. Yes. Yes. And you know your level of pain. So you need to do what you need to do to overcome it. And if, like you said, it's not within your family, but obviously you will try within your family, go where you need to, because this is something that all humans will go through and we need to find a better way to get through it. Exactly, because not, not everything is absolute. So to know that you have an extra place to go is always going to be worth it, that extra penny. Always. Don't worry about it. It's always worth it. And you don't even have to pay a penny. Some of these things are for free. So please reach out and, um, and get your support where you need to get it. What is the quote for this episode? So the quote for this episode, those who love don't go away. They walk beside you every day, unseen, unheard, but always near, still loved, still missed, and very dear. I cannot tell you how this is so relevant because we all know that we think of our loved ones in every possible way. Even still now, just trigger memory of Elliot or my aunt. And it's good to acknowledge that. It's good to say, hey, I remember that. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I remember we had fun when we were doing that. Or that was a sad time, but we got through it. Or, you know, oh my God, that was so challenging. How do we get that? Get through that, you know? <laughs> but it's always, always missed always missed 
And I'm going to tell you this. My aunt was like my mom. They're not very emotional. <laughs> but one of the last words I ever heard her spoke was, Shani, I love you and you're beautiful. Just know, knowing that she always loved me. Even, you know, being strict and all that she was is amazing and missed. <laughs> and I will ever, 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 forever keep it dear to my heart. I can understand that. As you know, well, in these days, it has changed, thank goodness. But our parents and our grandparents, depending on where you come from, they're not the most affectionate when it comes to their words so you don't really hear those things often no um i didn't really hear it from my mom or or my dad but when my stepmom came into our lives she started saying it and then my dad started saying it so it's it was a beautiful change to our dynamic and no matter if i, I go see my dad or if we're talking on the phone he always says i love you and i say it back and it's it was a great change and and something that was missing that my stepmom brought into our lives and i will love her forever for doing that and i think that the memories and all that she did is something that i'll always remember so that's why this quote is very on point because it doesn't go away once you have your memories that love is always there um, interestingly enough, when I was uh, younger and we were, you know, all the family was together, I loved taking pictures of everyone. I took so many pictures to the point where everyone was, oh my word, she's coming with her camera again. But the thing is, what that did was capture a lot of amazing memories. And what I used to do was make copies of them and give them out to everyone. So I did that literally my whole childhood until adulthood where I made books for everyone with pictures of everyone. And even though they may have been a bit annoyed because literally I always had a camera in my hand for every <laughs> event. Now they all look back and they're like, oh, remember when we had this family get together? Remember when we were talking about this? I love memories because regardless of the person is here or gone, you could always go back to that and smile. You know, you could always go back to that and remember because just a sidebar here nowadays everything is online so you don't really have to remember you just yeah. google it okay? exactly. <laughs> so um, i'm very old school in that way where i still love to take pictures i still like to have memories anything that's tangible yeah. because when you i i don't know if people still feel this but even with a book when you read when you touch it something triggers in your system like something about touching or seeing something triggers a memory, triggers an emotion. So I always feel that we need to keep that going as humans. Otherwise, we'll literally become robots, not to go away from the subject. But I just feel that's how memories work. You have to have something tangible to be like, oh, that triggered something. Like how you said you have the lamp. Like some people have a scarf from the person, a piece of jewelry it's not really for the possession it's for the memory exactly so, yeah so that's why I feel you know the people I've lost are always with me mm -hmm. always looking out for me but they're also going on to the next chapter of their existence 
and you know all you could do is pray and ask god to protect them on their journey there the five stages of grief are denial anger bargaining depression and then acceptance we must go through these steps to truly process what has happened this new situation will change your life losing a loved one always removes a constant you knew and you must find a, a new way to live with it get through it and still move forward there is help so please use any form you need be it family friends or professional Thank you for being with us on another episode of Free Talk. This has been Shani and Aya. Email us your comments and thoughts at freetalk.ca and gmail.com. This was a calm and difficult topic, but we need to make conversations like this normal and help one another even in times like these. Until the next episode, stay safe and take care of each other. Bye.